Hello, my friends. Today, I'm going to talk to you about overcoming the PMP imposter syndrome. Now, to explain what this is, I want you to think about expectations that people and companies have of you as a PMP. They expect a lot, right? Well, when you feel inadequate and unable to meet those expectations, you could have the PMP imposter syndrome. Let's just call it a phenomenon that some certified PMPs may experience where they doubt their own abilities and they feel like they are not qualified or competent enough to hold a PMP certification. Now, this could lead to feelings of anxiety, self-doubt, and a fear of being exposed as a fraud or an imposter. There are several reasons why the PMP exam imposter syndrome may occur. And one reason is that the PMP certification is rigorous, it's a beast, it's challenging, and many candidates invest a significant amount of time and effort preparing for the exam. Once they pass the exam and they become certified, they feel like they have to constantly prove their worth and live up to that expectation that comes with the certification. Another reason for PMP imposter syndrome is the fact that project management is rather complex and ever-evolving. So if you don't keep up with it, you may feel left behind. For example, people who did not become Agile certified, Scrum certified earlier on in the early 2000s, well, now they're hearing about Agile and Scrum everywhere and they need to get with the program, right? Even experienced PMPs may feel like they don't know everything and they may experience a sense of self-doubt, especially when those demands for that new flavor comes on them. Additionally, PMPs may work with colleagues or clients who have a different approach to project management, who have other lean-ins, and that could further fuel feelings of inadequacy. But fortunately, there are ways to overcome the PMP imposter syndrome. And I know this firsthand because I've trained thousands of project managers worldwide, and a lot of these folks, even after getting certified, do suffer from the imposter syndrome. And I have ways of dealing with it. I'm going to go through these ideas with you, but first of all, let's set the stage for what I want to pass across. I want you to imagine meeting your future self. Our future selves can humble us by revealing our true potential, making our current struggles seem insignificant in comparison. If you keep your eye on where you are getting to, not where you are, but where you're getting to, you'll minimize this feeling of inadequacy because it's a journey, my friends. Project management is a journey. This is brought to you on behalf of PragmaticProjectManagement.com, one-stop shop for a great health check and to get you on the straight and narrow as far as being a PMP that is practicing and pragmatic. So, I've defined the imposter syndrome for you. And I've told you about the importance of this topic for certified PMPs. People are going through this every day. The causes of the imposter syndrome, because the PMP exam is so challenging and project management is ever evolving, there's a tendency to feel stuck in a rut or inadequate because of the different approaches people use. Agile is on the scene. There's talk about hybridization. There's expectations of hybridization. Of course, people are going to feel this. Talking about signs and symptoms of PMP imposter syndrome, there's self-doubt and anxiety. And when you doubt your power, you give power to your doubt. My expectation of any PMP is not to doubt PMIs according you the PMP. 
the PMI are not dumb. You've proven yourself enough for them to have conferred that on you. There's also that fear of being exposed as an imposter. Well, imposter syndrome is fueled by fear, fear of being exposed. So it's a vicious cycle if you get into it and if you let yourself stay in it. That vicious cycle of self-doubt and anxiety, it can take you over. Don't let it. There's also this difficulty in accepting praise or recognition. And I just say, you've got to learn to accept praise and recognition. It could be a challenge for those experiencing imposter syndrome because they feel like they don't deserve it or they're not qualified. No, you are a PMP. You did a great job on a project. You brought forth a great idea. You better accept those accolades, my friend. The impact of the imposter syndrome is decreased confidence and motivation, running away from bigger ticket projects, negative impact on career development, staying stuck in a rut because you don't want to get out of that rut. You feel, oh, I don't want to come out. I don't want to be exposed. Possible burnout and stress, always looking over your shoulder to see who's coming to catch you. It's not a good feeling, right? Imposter syndrome can have a very negative impact on a person's confidence. And that's why when I work with people who have shared with me, they're feeling this. The first thing I do is call their attention back to what PMI says about them. And PMI says, out of all the people taking this test, you stand out and you pass and you're branded as a project management professional. And no one can take that away from you. Although you could take away power from yourself. John Maxwell says, only secure leaders give power to others. Well, are you giving power to yourself? Or are you giving power to the imposter syndrome, which takes away power from you? See, so when you begin to fear and you begin to feel inadequate, what you're doing is impacting your performance. You're saying, imposter syndrome, they're the keys to my performance. Just mess it up. No, you got to fight it, my friends. If you leave it unaddressed, imposter syndrome can hold people back from reaching their full potential and advancing their careers. Possible burnout and stress are associated with the imposter syndrome. It could also lead to other negative health outcomes. Have you ever felt scared of going into work? I'm talking to someone now because I've been there. I've been there. Before I got certified as a PMP, I've been there. And I was there because I wrote a dissertation about project management and implementing project management systems. But I always felt less than, not really having it. And you know why I felt like I didn't have it? Let me explain to you why, what my problem was at that time. My problem was I went for an interview at DHL one day after writing this dissertation. I was rather ignorant at the time thinking that my dissertation was the best thing since sliced bread. And I knew everything that there was to know about project management. But when I went into DHL, I fell flat. That messed me up. I didn't even get called to receive an explanation about why I didn't get the job. That messed me up. That really messed up my confidence. I felt so stupid. But the honest truth is, when you look into the details, did I really know for a truth as much as I needed to? And the answer is no, I didn't, I didn't. So that was a different part of my life. But for some of you, you're on a different plane. You're a PMP, I wasn't a PMP. And I knew I needed to know more about project management. 
And that's why I learned more about project management. Thank goodness for my mentor, Mary Hirschner, who introduced me to the world of PMI. And I got certified. And when I got PMP certified, I understood with great power comes great responsibility. Two weeks after I got certified, I began teaching. I began putting out product. I released my first product about two weeks after getting certified. It was called PMP Matrix. And I had a renewed sense of confidence, but the stamp of approval from PMI told me I have every right to sit at the seat of that table. You have every right to sit at the seat of the table you're at. Do you know that? Now, on top of this, my friends, you also need to have enough knowledge. I know some people, they study just to pass the exam, but not to be pragmatic. And that's the business case for pragmaticprojectmanagement.com because we want people who are PMP certified to truly feel comfortable in applying this knowledge, these skills, the ideas that they've garnered along the way towards PMP. It's not enough, my friend, to say, yeah, I'm a PMP. You also need to be able to pragmatically apply the content, which is why I invite you to go on down to pragmatic projectmanagement.com and begin taking a look at how this course can help you to become more confident. This course covers a lot of the content that you've studied for PMP, but it looks at it through a pragmatic lens to help you know how to apply it in the real world. Everything from integration all the way on down to stakeholder and leadership, everything else, it's all there. So I encourage you, my friend, Go on down to pragmaticprojectmanagement.com and try to understand this narrative because it's very easy for you to stay stuck in a rut without doing something about it. I want you to do something about it. I want you, first of all, to change that thinking. If you're into stinking thinking, change that thinking, my friend. Tell yourself PMI wasn't on drugs when they gave me the PMP. They knew what they were doing. There was a stamp of approval. I have every right to sit at the table. I may need a little brush up but I have every right to be at this table. And do your homework. Do your homework, my friend. Finally, to overcome PMP imposter syndrome, three things, continuing, networking, and practicing. Continuing education and professional development. That's why PMI says you need to get PDUs. They're not just trying to make life a living hell for you. Some of you look at PDUs as being Oh, I can't believe they're after me for PDUs again, uh, these PDUs. It's for your own good, my friend. Professional Development Units holds you accountable to keep developing. Keep developing in your mindset. Keep developing your project management. Networking. Networking with other PMPs and industry professionals. Some of my greatest learning in this arena has been done through collaboration and networking. I reached out to a couple of individuals who have become very close friends. The first one is Dr. David Hilson. We call him the risk doctor. I've learned a ton from the risk doctor. Huge. My whole mindset for risk changed as a result of us working together. I reached out to my buddy, Roy Schilling, agile guru. I call him my agile genie in a bottle. My ad Agile thinking and agility would not have even half developed the way it has today, if not for my buddy Roy. I also reached out to another friend. 
His name is Dr. Rick Brinkman, who wrote the book Dealing with People You Can't Stand as a result of connecting with him. Not only have I taught his curriculum, but it's changed the way I think. It's changed my mindset. So I encourage you today, my friends, continuing education, networking, and practicing, right? Practicing self-care, that's one, but also practicing mindfulness techniques of where you are and where you want to go. I was in different places and I knew I needed to go somewhere else. And my intentionality in pursuing knowledge and in increasing in knowledge led me to pursue more certifications. But it also has led me to very positive thinking mindsets in which the mindset is, this isn't the end. I have been accorded power from the PMI as a PMP. And I'm not going to let them down. I'm not going to let the five founders of the PMI to be let down by my inadequacy or my inactivity. I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to intentionally pursue PDUs to gain knowledge, to gain experience, to gain confidence, to gain understanding. And I'm going to hit it hard. Whatever project you bring to me, I will slay it. I will get it done. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Two years into being a PMP, I had an opportunity of working on a rather large project. It was a globally visible project. But I didn't miss a beat. Because of this mindset. And I've had this mindset for over 15 years now. It's a positive mental attitude. And I want to invite you to have the same, my friend. Have the same. See, continuing education and professional development can help PMP stay up to date with the latest trends, best practices, and build confidence in your abilities. Networking with other PMPs and industry professionals can provide a sense of support that you will not get from hiding under the table, sending out reports without intermingling with other PMPs and professionals. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're part of a bigger community. One of the traits of servant leadership is that community. Having that awareness. So I encourage you to network, my friend. Also, as I said, self-care, mindfulness techniques, intentionality. It can help you manage stress and anxiety. Take deep breaths, my friend. There's no need for you to feel like you're going to be caught, right? Use all of these techniques in the face of adversity. It happens to a lot of people. We're all work in progress. There's quite a number of examples I could give you here, but I'll just talk about a few. Emma Watson is an example of someone who suffered with the imposter syndrome. In a 2017 interview with Vanity Fair, she revealed that despite her success in the entertainment industry, she struggled with feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. And she said, it's almost like the better I do, the more my feeling of inadequacy actually increases. She went on to explain how she learned to overcome imposter syndrome. Watch this, by seeking out support. Remember I talked about networking. Seeking out support and guidance of trusted friends and colleagues. She said, I have realized that it is really important to have people in your life who are honest with you and who will tell you when you're doing something well, but will also tell you when you're not living up to your potential. 
So having that balance is really important. Another example of someone who overcame this is President Obama. And in his book, A Promised Land, he revealed that he struggled with imposter syndrome through his presidency, feeling like he wasn't qualified or experienced enough for the job. He said, every day I felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants, trying to learn as fast as I could. However, he also spoke about how he was able to overcome his feelings of self-doubt, how by focusing on his strength and surrounding himself with a team of talented and supportive advisors, he said, I had a team of people around me who were really smart and dedicated and who believed in me and my vision for the country. Through his perseverance and dedication to his role as president, he was able to lead the country through a period of significant change and progress. He's become a symbol of hope and inspiration, as you know. Now, let's not get all political. I know not everyone shares that opinion. But let's talk about Tom, right? Who, who's mad at Tom? Come on, if you're mad at Tom, you need help. But <laughs> Tom is a highly acclaimed actor. You already know that with a career spanning several decades. Forrest Gump. I mean, who can hate that ridiculous character? Who can hate Forrest Gump? What a movie. What a movie. Who can hate the Da Vinci Code? Captain Phillips. Come on now. So he's done quite a number of movies, but it will surprise you that despite his career spanning several decades, he was hit with the imposter syndrome. And he revealed in The Guardian that despite his success in Hollywood, he still struggles with feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy. He said, every time I start a new movie, I feel like I'm starting from scratch. I don't know what I'm doing. I doubt myself. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And Hanks went on to explain how he learned to manage his imposter syndrome. How? By developing a routine and focusing on his craft. He said, I have a method that I use to get myself into the role to understand the character and their motivations. And once I'm there, I can let go of my doubts and insecurities. Through his hard work and dedication, he's become one of the most beloved and respected actors. That's why I said, no one should be hating on Tom. Let's talk about someone else who you may know, another of these fun figures from the world of Marvel. Well, I don't know if you watch Deadpool, but I'm talking about Ryan Reynolds here, right? Ryan Reynolds in the New York Times, he revealed that despite his success in Hollywood, he struggled with feelings of self-doubt, insecurity, and that's the imposter syndrome. He said, I have anxiety. I've always had anxiety, both in the lighthearted, I'm anxious about this kind of thing, and I've been able to also realize how I feel in the deeper ends of the spectrum, the depth of the darker end of the spectrum, which is not fun. So what he's trying to say is, there comes that butterflies in the stomach kind of feeling, but there's also the darker side of the imposter syndrome. But he's learned to manage it by being honest and open about his struggles with mental health. Right? And he said, I think the key to handling imposter syndrome is to realize that you're not alone. And that's exactly why I'm sharing these stories with you. How about my Angelo? Who doesn't know this awesome, incredible woman, rest her soul? But in her book, I know why the caged bird sings. She wrote about her struggles with self-doubt and insecurity, saying, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Despite her doubts, she continued to pursue her passion for writing and became a beloved and influential author, civil rights activist, and she's been honored with numerous awards and accolades. Her story serves as a powerful reminder that even the most accomplished and successful individuals can struggle with imposter syndrome. If Obama, Watson, Hanks, Reynolds, 
and Maya Angelou could all struggle with this, my friend. This should give you some confidence that there's a brighter horizon for you. As I always say, think about the brighter horizon at the end of the rainbow, right? As you follow the yellow brick road, meeting our future selves can be a humbling experience as we realize just how much we are capable of achieving and how much we have yet to accomplish. It's a great reminder that our current struggles and our insecurities are merely stepping stones on the path to our greatness. So I challenge you, my friend, you better stop thinking, oh, what have I done? I got this PMP and now I have to prove myself. No, you don't have to prove yourself to be a PMP. You are a PMP, but you need to look at the stepping stones to growth, to do even more. I always tell people, PMP is but the beginning. That's why I formed the Project Leadership Institute. If you want to know more about that, go to projectleadershipinstitute.com. But I'm developing project managers to become greater leaders. It's all about a mindset, my friend. I want to conclude here with this thought. It's very important to recognize and address PMP imposter syndrome. If you are struggling with it, perhaps because you truly do not know how to pragmatically apply the nuts and bolts of project management, the nuts and bolts of PMBOK, the nuts and bolts of Agile, I encourage you to go on down to pragmaticprojectmanagement.com, my friend. Let's address what you feel inadequate about. If you feel inadequate about scheduling, let's do it. If you feel inadequate about cost, let's do it. I had the pleasure and the honor of working in an industry to the max using all of this stuff that I train and coach people on. I had the pleasure of using it, earn value, budgeting, scheduling, an MS project, using an antiquated blue screen legacy system, everything, the whole nine yards, I've used it. Managed programs of thousands of lines of code, being involved in managing schedules for 20,000 line long. And I'm telling you, my friends, if you're stuck and you truly mean business to get to that confidence level, I will help you. I'll propel you because I've been there, done that. Certified since 05, my friends. Seen a lot of things along the way. This is my 18th year as a PMP. And I can show you what you need to do. I can guide you. So if you're feeling like an imposter because you feel weak in the knowledge areas, I want you to go on down to pragmaticprojectmanagement.com. Okay? I want you to sign up because not only are you going to learn about this PMBOK applied stuff, you're also going to learn about leadership from me. I'm also going to beef you up if you're in need of some confidence. Right? It's not just about the competence. You need the confidence. And I'm going to beef you up with that. All right? So go on down to pragmaticprojectmanagement.com. Take a look at this awesome curriculum. We're going to be developing all these things that we read about across initiating all the way to closing. Talking about Agile and how you can titrate Agile into traditional to give you a hybrid feel. I'm going to be teaching you laws of leadership that can help propel you. I'm going to be teaching you about John Maxwell's five levels of leadership so that you go from playing small to playing big. As you can probably tell, I'm very passionate about your success, very passionate about your journey, so that you get to higher levels. One of my definite chief aims is to help people get to the best version of themselves. Just remember, our future selves can humble us.
by revealing our true potential, making our current struggle seem insignificant in comparison to where we're going to end up. It's your buddy Phil here. I hope you enjoyed this. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, share any struggles that you're facing. Just be open. Put a comment below. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now.